your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 292 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. I believe I might have said that yesterday's episode during the intro was episode 292. If I did, I made a mistake there. I apologize. This is, in fact, episode 292, and we're going to have part two of our conversation with Trey Matthews in just a second. But first, I just want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. And like I said, we're going to play part two of our conversation with Trey Matthews of Locked On New Jersey Devils. Just talking a little bit more about the overall seasons that both the Rangers and Devils have experienced up to this point. And of course, taking a look at tonight's game between the Rangers and Devils, puck drops at 7 p.m. Enjoy. You know, I, I, I see a lot of tweets, uh, John, I'm going to be honest, about Lafreniere and, and how, like, uh, what, he doesn't have a goal yet this year? Uh, he has one. He had the uh, overtime winner against Buffalo, but that's it. Just the one goal so far this season. All right. So how many games did it take him to get his first goal? Uh, let's see. I believe that was about the seventh or eighth game of the season, something like that. So it did take okay. some time. Um, and, and, yeah, if you look at his stats right now, he just he does still just have that one goal. So it's obviously disappointing. Uh, I'll be honest. Did I think Lafreniere would uh, have more goals, more assists, uh, overall just look more dangerous than he has so far this season? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, uh, I do think, you know, he at times has looked dangerous this season. He's been close to scoring goals on a couple of different occasions. And, you know, his entire season outlook would be different if a couple of those opportunities had, you know, crossed the goal line. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that a lot of us Ranger fans were probably expecting more out of Lafreniere so far this season. Uh, one thing I'd like to see them do with him, and I realize it's easier said than done because right now the Rangers are struggling to score goals, which is something I didn't think I would say this season. But I'd like to see him uh, be out there on the same line with the same line mates for a couple games in a row because it seems like they're constantly moving him around. You know, he's on the left wing on the third line, and then he's on the right wing on the second line, and then he's up to the first line, and then back down to the third. It's like, all right, come on, let, let's give him a little bit of continuity. Let's let him build some chemistry with the same two line mates. And I realize, you know, Panarin got hurt not too long ago, so that makes you shuffle everything. And, you know, the Rangers are looking for the right formula now as far as uh, line combinations. They're going to produce goals. But, yeah, I, I think Lafreniere, one thing that could help him would be a little bit of consistency with the same line mates, uh, at least a couple of games in a row. I'd, I'd like to see it at least. Well, uh, line uh pairings definitely do play a factor because um jack hughes his line mates didn't really uh help him too much last year so like i know we've been talking about but like his line pairings of like miles wood and wayne simmons just didn't really cut it for him but you know you you bump him up into that top line and um he, he did really well but the one thing I say is like, you know, you have to be adaptable and you have to, um, you know, work with what you're being given because at the end of the day, you know, you, you can't pick or choose who your lines mates are going to be. And Miles Wood, um, you know, it, it is kind of underrated in my opinion. If he just had a better career plus minus, I believe uh, he would be higher regarded as a good player and not just some scrub who gets into fights or whatnot. But yeah, for uh, Rangers fans, I just want to say, don't lose hope on Lafreniere. 
He's yep. still really young. He still has a lot of potential. Uh, Jack Hughes was in the same situation um, when he was drafted first overall. A lot of hype surrounding him. Supposed to be the next Patrick Kane due to his stature and weight. But the one thing I have to say is, you know, be patient. Everyone comes into fruition uh, sooner rather than later. And yes, Lafreniere, it took him a while to get his first goal. I believe it took Jack Hughes the same amount of time to get his first goal. And, you know, I, I know it's a process, but when you're rebuilding like the Rangers or the Devils, it takes time. Yep. No, I hear you, man. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I would say just to kind of build on that is not everybody can be Alex Ovechkin right away. You know, it'd be great if, uh, you know, for the Devils last year and for the Rangers this year, if uh, Hughes and Lafreniere respectively could have just hit the ground running for these teams and just lit it up right away and, you know, scoring goals every night and stuff in the score sheet. But, you know, that's just not reality. And if you look around the league, uh, there are a lot of players, even some of the guys who are the best players in the league right now who didn't necessarily have the strongest rookie season. So I'm with you, man. I, I think it is a process. Again, did I expect Lafreniere to have more than one goal 13 seasons into his career? Yes, I did. But I think it's coming. Um, he's looked dangerous at times. And I, like I said, I, I think the continuity playing with the right line mates would definitely help him out a little bit. Um, and, and somebody else, speaking of rookies, somebody that I got to ask you about for the Devils, uh, Ty Smith has been absolutely killing it for you guys this season. And I'll be honest, I had barely even heard of him, but I know he was another uh, first round draft pick of the Devils. So, I mean, he's got two goals and six assists, you know, from the blue line this season. What have you seen from him so far and how excited are you for him going forward? Ty Smith is uh, someone I love near and dear. Uh, the 17th overall draft pick back in 2018. Um, Ty Smith was just a huge surprise, even on my end as well. I didn't expect him to be, you know, sort of like the X factor of January. Like uh, I told you, I did my stars of January. Uh, he was the uh, third star for the New Jersey Devils, in my opinion, because of just what he was able to do. So in his first five games, he put up one point. And you know what? Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, the only rookie to put up uh, a point uh, in, in about six games, because he was going for this player to try to break the record. So Ty Smith is a defensive man. So um, he, he was going for Marek Zalicki's uh, six-game record as a defensive man to put up a point in his first uh, six games. So uh, obviously uh, he wasn't able to do so, so he's just going to have to settle for second. And um, he, But the one thing is he is the first uh, defensive man in Devils history to have a point in his first five NHL games. So, uh, And that's saying a lot because look at, look at the history of the Devils defensive unit. Um, you know, from Stevens to Niedermeyer, um, you know, just all those guys. And, you know, there's a reason why we have five retired numbers. Three of them are defensemen and one of them is a goalie and the other is a forward. It's because the Devils are known for their defensive history. So the fact that Ty Smith can say he is the first defenseman to do something that not all those defensemen have done ever in their careers really says something. And I think Ty Smith, uh, if he continues to do what he does and if the Devils finish in a respectable position, because since the Devils are a small market team, uh, you know, they're not going to get as much love. They're not going to get as much attention. So the Devils really need to um, either make the playoffs or get really close to and make some sort of noise. So that way Ty Smith can get the attention because I believe the Devils were on uh, the schedule to only have one nationally televised game. That was against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but obviously that game had to uh, get pushed back, I believe. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be on NBC um, anytime this year unless they make the playoffs. But um, 
just just the fact that Ty Smith is really um, putting himself in the history books already, just just this young and uh, just this effective. I don't know. Maybe he could win the Calder Memorial Trophy if uh, all goes correct and if he stays consistent. It's crazy how many parallels there are between the Rangers and Devils because listening to you talk about Ty Smith, I can't help but think of uh, Ke'Andre Miller for the Rangers because he's been off to a great start for them this season as well. I think both Smith, I mean, from what you just told me, and also Miller for the Rangers, uh, both overachieving so far this season, both possibly going to have be in the mix for the Calder Trophy. Uh, Ke'Andre Miller, it's funny, you know, he was not even really expected to make the team, but he just had a really strong training camp, brief though training camp may have been, and he got a chance, and he's taken the bull by the horns and just run with it. And he's somebody who I think could be in the mix for Rookie of the Year. He's very sound in his own end, and he's starting to contribute a little bit offensively as well. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, the Rangers pretty much only had him out there for 5v5 hockey. I think they just wanted to kind of have him concentrate on that and not have his head spinning or anything like that. Uh, but now, you know, he's starting to get time on the penalty kill, and they were even mixing him in there on the power play a little bit as well. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Ty Smith and uh, Ke'Andre Miller both uh, staking their claim early in the season for possibly being in the mix for Rookie of the Year. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I got to ask this because you just mentioned uh, Keandre Miller. What happened, and I can't... um, mention Miller and not bring this up what happened with D'Angelo like uh can you just paint a picture of what happened in the locker room or what led up to that because I just want to know more I'm really curious yeah so I mean with D'Angelo obviously he's a little bit of a lightning rod he gets some attention sometimes for not always the good reasons uh but basically what happened was Keandre Miller there was a rumor that when Miller scored his first goal this season Tony D'Angelo was keeping the puck away from him for some reason. And and that rumor has uh, since been debunked by Miller himself and also uh, Miller's camp. But basically, uh, Miller, you know, he gets a pass at the blue line, he takes a shot and he scores. And Tony D'Angelo just happened to be on the ice. And I saw him, uh, you know, fish the puck out of the net. And, you know, he went over and congratulated Miller like everybody else did. And I assumed that he was going to give him the puck. And I don't know if he ever did, but I don't know that I ever really 
bought into that rumor that he was deliberately keeping the puck away from Miller because I mean that's not going to fly in the locker room. You're you're going to annoy your entire your entire team. They're they're going to turn against you if you pull some kind of move like that. So uh, yeah, with D'Angelo, man, I mean we could talk about him all day and everything that happened in a short period of time with the Rangers this season, but I, I don't think that that ever actually happened where he was keeping the puck away from Miller. At least if you go by um you know everybody's account of the story, you know, Keandre Miller, to his knowledge, uh, the puck is in possession of the uh, Ranger training staff. So, uh, yeah, sounds like he'll be getting his puck uh, when the time is appropriate and that Tony never actually kept it away from him. Okay, because I was just curious because I saw like um, five different stories uh, yeah. of what was going on. Yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, while we're talking about D'Angelo, again, you know, we do a bunch of these crossover episodes. I know you've done a couple of some other hosts. I've done a couple of some other hosts. Um, a question that I've been asking everybody that I've talked to ever since this Tony D'Angelo debacle went down this season is, would you, under any circumstances, take a chance on Tony D'Angelo on your team? So, Trey, I'll, I'll pose you the same question. If there's a possibility of the Devils picking up Tony D'Angelo in one way or another, is that something you would consider or you don't want this guy coming anywhere near your locker room? Uh, let's see. Let me think about this. So, <laughs> I I um, I pose the same question to my to my fans uh, asking him, would you want to see uh, Lindy Ruff take a chance at Pierre-Luc Dubois? You know, because it was right. possible because yep. we had uh, enough salary cap space to, you know, make that trade happen realistically, hypothetically. Um, th- the one thing is, is that... Uh, let, let, oh, geez. Um there's a lot to consider here. I, I hear there is a whole lot to consider yeah. because the yeah. one thing I always say about personality is that it can be changed way quicker versus if you weren't a good player. Yeah. Um, because, you know, everyone has a little bit of diva in them. Like, you know, every, you know, decent enough player, it can act like a diva from time to time. That's what I was telling people about Pierre-Luc Dubois, because if you think about it, you know, take away the personality, he's actually a really good player. So, uh he would need to be set straight. So yeah. Um, let's see, 2019, 2020, 15 goals, 38 assists. That's really good. I believe. Uh, I believe the Devils could have used someone like him because you know we can use like we can always use an extra goal getter. Um, I'd say sure, but I need. Can can I send him to like you know counseling or something or like a sensitivity <laughs> training program or just just something to set him straight before he signs with my team? Yeah, I, I think a hundred percent you can do that, and maybe uh, Lindy Ruff can knock some sense into him too, because I mean he obviously coached him for a couple of seasons in New York. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, it's kind of been like that's kind of the reaction I've gotten from the other locked on hosts when I've brought on uh, this this topic of maybe taking on Tony D'Angelo, kind of uh, you know on the fence about it. I feel like, though, with him, maybe the best place to go is, like, a veteran uh, locker room just because, you know, if he goes into a team like – I mean, I have the standings in front of me here. If he goes to, like, the Bruins or the Penguins, one of these teams with a lot of veterans and, uh, you know, kind of a winning culture already established, I think he's going to find out really fast that, like, all right, listen, man, we're not going to take any of your crap here. You mess up, you're gone. Fall in line, play hockey, keep your head on straight, keep your mouth shut. And, you know, teams like the Rangers and Devils, they're both young. They're kind of trying to – you know, establish a team identity, establish a winning culture. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's just so bizarre that, you know, D'Angelo goes from being fourth in the league in points by a defenseman last season to being waived and going unclaimed on, on waivers just six into his new contract. It really is hard to believe. 
Yeah, it is. And um, I think you hit the nail on the head. If the Devils were in a winning position, which they're not, they're in a decent position, then um, uh, maybe you take the chance because, you know, you need all the help you can get. But at the same time, it's just like I don't want that distraction um, in the locker room, especially when uh, the Devils have had a history, including like um, uh, Taylor Hall got into it with his teammates from reports I heard. Um, there were just There's just too many factors that fall into place. But you're right. Uh, I did forget to mention Lindy Ruff was indeed uh, D'Angelo's uh, defensive coach last season. So maybe that could help. Maybe a change of scenery can help. But, you know, um, it's just hard to say. Yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how that situation plays out. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I know it's only nine games into the season for the Devils, but they've struggled quite a bit on both the power play and the penalty kill. Uh, are you at all concerned about how the Devils have played in those areas, or do you think they're, yes. they'll get better as the season yes. goes on? You, you are concerned. Okay. greatly concerned <laughs> because there have been too many times where they could have won the game, but with a bad penalty kill, they just shot themselves in the foot. Uh, good example comes from, I think, a Flyers game in which they were you know, playing excellent defense, but once they uh, let the Flyers go into the power play, they looked very vulnerable. And... Yeah. Um, uh, I guess against uh, the Rangers too, I believe, or yeah, against the Rangers, uh, we could we we could have put the hammer down on you guys even more. But the fact is, we let up two power play goals. So even though we ended up winning the game, we still gave you guys a chance. We still gave you guys life. Like we couldn't get the dagger to to your heart. So it was just like, come on, why are you letting them uh, fight? Like pin them. Like, yeah, you know, no, I hear you. Why are you letting this go to the 10th round? You have your opportunity to just, you know, throw a big haymaker and knock them down, but instead you're letting them remain in the fight and tiring you out. And now at that point, it's like you're you're actually risking hurting yourself. Yeah, it's crazy with the Ranger power play, too, because they've really struggled as well. Um, and I looked this up today. I wanted to see where the Rangers and Devils both rank in, in these statistics. And the Rangers and Devils are both, 11.5% success rate on the power play, which obviously is not good. Tied for 27th in hockey. Uh, with the Ranger power play, though, I mean, I feel like at a certain point, like, there's enough snipers on this team. There's enough playmakers. Like, sooner or later, it has to break through. And you look at the roster and the way it's currently constructed, it's basically the entire team from last season. 
that's still there this season. And last year they had the seventh ranked power play in the league. So I don't know, man, maybe, uh, maybe playing the devils who have struggled on the penalty kill. Uh, maybe that will cure what ails the Rangers uh, during this game on Tuesday night. We'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll give you my prediction. I'm actually yeah. going to give my favor into the Rangers because the Rangers have more playing experience for the time being. The Devils might be a little rusty. Um, so uh, if the Rangers end up winning this game and the Devils just completely uh, drop the puck, then you know, I wouldn't be surprised, quite honestly. Yeah, I think that uh, the Rangers are probably going to end up getting the win here. I just feel like overall this season, the Rangers have been really strong in the first period. They tend to hit the ground running and play well right out of the starting blocks. And when you're going up against a team that hasn't played hockey in two weeks, I think that probably is a good recipe for the Rangers. So, uh, And plus, you know, Igor Shesterkin has really been good lately. He's only allowed eight goals in his past five games. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, this kind of lines up for a Ranger win. I could see the Rangers maybe taking a, a nice lead in the first period, maybe two nothing and, and then going on to win four to one or something like that. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun either way. And, uh, for the Rangers sake, let's just hope Mackenzie Blackwood doesn't stand on his head again. Uh, well, Mackenzie Blackwood has some vengeance to prove. He's only played in three games this season. Uh, yeah. obviously, uh, it was confirmed by Corey from the athletic that he was positive for the, for COVID and, uh, he did face some symptoms, including trouble, uh, breathing. So, uh, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, it, it wants to come out saying, listen, I, I need to win the Vesna trophy this year. So expect an angry Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. And uh, one other thing I want to ask you about, Trey, and I, I we talked about this a little bit before we started recording here. But uh, first of all, big congratulations. You recently won a podcast of the week uh, at Locked On for your interview with Curtis Gabriel. Uh, what can you tell us about that episode? And, you know, how can uh, if there's Ranger fans listening, how can they uh, go find that episode? Uh, Curtis Gabriel, just a great guy, really humble, uh, just a great guy to talk to. We actually had a heartful conversation before we um, uh, hit record because I was going through a difficult time of just being uh, a minority in hockey and how I was enduring it. And, you know, he listened and uh, gave me great advice and just, um, you know, so it the, the interview, everything I ask him is just heartfelt especially in a sport like hockey where we're just trying to change the stereotypes of how it's viewed and um uh you can find it um it, the title of it is called uh talking devil's hockey and bigger than hockey impacts with curtis gabriel um or you can just type in curtis gabriel um on, on like apple Podcasts or spotify and it will come up uh locked on devils so give that a listen it was a really great conversation and like i said just a great guy overall and big congrats to him. He's uh, now on the NHL roster for the San Jose Sharks. I uh, believe he played in his uh, first game just a couple of days ago. He got like seven minutes of action on the ice. So uh, big congrats to Curtis and hopefully he can uh, just find his niche in the uh, NHL because he is an enforcer. Like he's a great guy off the rink, but on the rink, uh, he'll, he will fight you in a heartbeat. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Again, congratulations. It sounds like a great interview. And uh, any Ranger fans we have listening, I strongly encourage you to uh, go ahead and uh, check out that episode. But uh, Trey, this was a ton of fun, as always, man. It's always a good time talking some hockey. And uh, hey, man, enjoy the game tomorrow night because this is uh, your first time watching Devil's Hockey in quite some time. And uh, thanks for doing this episode as well. I'm used to it since, uh, remember, like I had to do like a hundred or so episodes uh, <laughs> when the Devils did have hockey. But yeah, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. And 
Not saying go Rangers or anything, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with the win. All right, once again, a big thanks to Mr. Trey Matthews for agreeing to do this special two-parter preview episode of Rangers versus Devils. Always a good time talking some hockey with Trey Matthews, and definitely check out his episode that he mentions at the end of the show here, at the end of our recording, because it's a fantastic interview. I actually just listened to it today. Uh, just just great stuff, and there's so many great Locked On podcasts, and Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews, definitely one of them. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.